Welcome into the latest Daily Wager Extra podcast. I'm Doug Kazarian. Already week nine. Ten weeks down, excuse me, eight weeks down, ten weeks to go. All right, so the public finally snaps its win streak at three. The, the, the books get a big victory. We'll talk to Mr. Executive Director coming up momentarily, but some interesting games coming up this weekend, some interesting survivor spots as well as we finally had a significant upset a week ago. And the Bonanza, both guys in the black, so that's good. I won again, and uh, narrowing the gap here. So we, we have ourselves a race with 10 weeks to go. But let's break down the card. Kicking is for losers. Yes, that is the mating call for our Mr. Executive Director, John Murray, joining us. Uh, off the top of my head, I don't think we have a lot of um, you know kicking is for losers moments last weekend. Yeah, not, not necessarily kicking. I, I do think that uh, Mike Zimmer completely blew the Minnesota-Dallas oh, yeah. game on Sunday Night Football, which was very costly for us. We had, we had booked it pretty aggressively to win on the Vikings. We, we took a position early in the week that Dak Prescott wasn't going to play. We put ourselves in a great position, and he blew the game. Uh, as he's been doing all year, I mean, he's, uh, th- they got away with a few of them earlier in the year against Detroit and against, I think it was Carolina, but he, he's – He's so conservative, and he just continues to blow these games for his team. And he, that Sunday night one was really bad, I thought. Yeah, and, and Joe Judge not understanding timeouts. I mean, it, it's so funny that yeah, like the whole world – I also get a kick out of people like, dude, you never played. Like, you know more than these coaches. Like, shouldn't you be making a millions being there? No, they're, they're, some of them are morons. I do know more. Like, that's how well, bad it is. Other, it's not, there's it's other not skill about sets, a, though. There's right. skills like being, being a leader, commanding the locker room. I'm not saying you couldn't do that. I'm saying there's all kinds of different skills you have, to, you have to have. And clearly, some of these guys do not have the game management skills that you're talking about. Maybe they, they have a command in the locker room. Maybe they get the respect of their team. But when it comes time to decide, should I kick here? Should I call timeout here? Should I go for two here? Clearly, they don't know the right answer. And, no. yeah, you don't have to be an ex-NFL player to know the right answer in those situations. Obviously not. So there's a lot of different skill sets that go into being an NFL head coach. These guys are, are botching these endgame situations, though, very badly. 100%. That's my whole point. I, I don't, I'm not talking about technique on blocks. I'm not talking about technique on some <laughs> other things. It's like yeah. basic stuff that's like basic math and common sense. And then to, vil- to uh, validate what I'm saying, Peyton Manning's going nuts laying into him. So I was like, all right, Peyton Manning, you know, who – Knows a thing or two about running two-minute offense and things like that. So He was a it, pretty good player. I think Peyton Manning, uh, we'll, we'll have to listen to <laughs> defer Peyton. I think my he point is, is we, how everyone to this day still assumes that just because someone's in a position that, that level that, that they are right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like oh, just I agree. because they're there and I'm people, not, we can't give them yeah. deference. Like they, no, well, they do not get the deference. I mean, there's so many people – I mean, look what's happening today in the Phoenix Suns organization, the story coming out. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just don't assume just because that guy's got the, the, the paycheck and, and the position and the headset that he knows more about this specific thing than I do. It's just comical, but it is what there's it is. A lot of people, there are a lot of people that suck at their jobs. I think that's what you're trying to say. Just because somebody has a job doesn't mean that they're good at that job. There's a lot of people that are lousy, and they have no business being in the positions they're in. Well, so and, I, I totally, I totally and it's agree. the basic form of it. It's the funny part of it is it's like stuff we learned in eighth and ninth grade playing Madden. Like... Uh, last night, Maction, they kicked off, uh, excuse me, did a punt in like 25 seconds ago to the best player, and he fielded in the five and 95-yard house call right before halftime. Like, that was a mm-hmm. bad move, but, like, I wouldn't know what the right thing, like, squib, you, you, there's always things you can do, but this is like stuff in eighth grade that you know in terms of how to handle timeouts, and that's, that's my point. 
Oh, I agree um, with you. And, it's and so I elementary. still think we still the easiest way to decide is what does the other team want me to do? It, it really shouldn't. It really shouldn't be any more complicated than that. Does, is the other team rooting for me to kick this field goal? Then I should go for it. Does the other team want me to go for it here? Well, then I guess I should punt. You're more uh, aggressive it, it, on on the going forward. I am not. I, I am. Certain things, uh, uh, obviously, we agree on, like the end and and down four. You don't kick a field goal with like two minutes to go. Uh, uh, no, usually when you're down by four, Vance like Joseph, you don't want to did. kick a field goal. Well, Narduzzi kicked a field goal at the one yard line, down seven, <laughs> and and the kick. It's just it's ridiculous. Missed. It actually happened, and, and the guy hit the that guy hit the post. That was that's my that's still my favorite field goal of all time. Narrowly edging out. Vance Joseph kicking a field goal down by four with about two minutes left. That's the one I was referencing. Uh, Uh, You're right about the Narduzzi. And and I love the explanation, I trusted my defense. Well, if you should trust them, then you go for it. That's actually that stupid narrative also applies by going for Mm -hmm. it. Well, you trust your defense to have them pinned on the one-yard line and get you the football back. So that doesn't even make any sense. Because you need a touchdown anyway. Uh, Okay. So let's get into this interesting game tonight because the Jets with Mike White coming off the upset win, the first one of the year. So I bet you that one did some wonders for you because the books finally won last week. I think it was probably our biggest single game win of the season in the NFL. The first time a team that was favored by more than seven and a half points lost a game outright, certainly aided by an extremely questionable call at the end of the game. It looked like the Bengals were going to get the ball back down three with all three of their timeouts. I have no idea what they were looking at on that call, but it certainly worked in the sportsbook's favor. Uh, that was a huge winner for us. Tonight's game, I, I don't know that it's going to be a heavily bet game just because there's not a lot of interest in these two teams. But we, ha- we did take uh, – we've taken a lot of money on the Jets. Our look-ahead number on this game was too high. Our look-ahead number was 145 We didn't know that Mike White was going to move the ball at will against the Bengals' defense uh, this past <laughs> Sunday. And it, the numbers come down quite a bit, but we do have quite a bit of money on the Jets at plus fourteen and a half from a week ago, and then people taking ten and a half this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, as of now, we we, we need Indianapolis uh, Indianapolis in this game. There's a long way to go. We're talking at ten a.m. in Vegas in Vegas on Thursday morning. So most of the money bet on this game is going to come here in the next seven seven and a half hours. But right now, we need the Colts for a little bit. So when you're talking about that, they're taking is that sharp money or? Uh, yeah, it, it, this is these are people we respect, and and the people that were taking fourteen and a half on the twelve day number, are very sharp players, and they they certainly got this one right. Uh, Mike White looked great against the Bengals. Uh, he he moved the ball, like I said, at will, and really the, the Bengals or the Jets had an opportunity to get out to a bigger lead in the first half, but they had a couple tip ball interceptions, uh, which was the only reason they kept the Bengals in that game in the first half. And then even when the Bengals took that double-digit lead, I mean, the Jets went right down the field and scored a touchdown. I, I still think that call at the end of the game was terrible, and the Bengals, I think, would have at least forced overtime if they'd gotten the ball back. But I'm not going to take anything away from Mike White. He, he was great in that game. And I think that's why you're seeing so much money come in on the Jets here. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm on the Jets as well. Just small, like my pick and stuff. But I, I do like them. I, uh, this is a great stat. But I also think it's a horrible spot for Indy. Such a big game last week. They lose it. Yeah. Now they're three games back and don't have the tiebreaker. Not that I think the Jets are all of a sudden great, but I think they've been comp- – I've been kind of backing them at times this year. But how about this stat, Murray? Since 2000, teams coming off an overtime loss and playing three days rest, 3-21 and 21 against the spread. Wow. 
Wow, yeah. And and the Colts had to have that game, to your point. Right. If they, the only way the Colts were going to make the playoffs is by winning the AFC South. And in order to win the AFC South, they had to win that game on Sunday. They got up 14 to nothing. They had every opportunity to win the game, and, and they blew it in the end. Uh, that, the Colts was a, a side that we saw a ton of sharp money on last Sunday. We even had people laying two and a half on Sunday morning. We closed that game a full three-point spread, Colts minus three. Remarkable. And they get up, they get up fourteen zero, and they give the game away. I don't know how you can give enough credit to the Titans. I mean, to win, to to beat Buffalo, and then Kansas City, and then fall behind fourteen nothing on the road against a division opponent that has to get the win, and you come back and win that game too. Uh, you can't give enough credit to Vrabel and the Titans, and they're going to win the AFC South again. But they lose Derrick Henry indefinite amount of time, perhaps the season. We'll see if that affects them drastically. I mean, he is their best player, um, but yeah. he's a running back as well. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't think the Colts are quite dead. They probably are because Carson Wentz isn't that good. Um, but you never know. I mean, look, this this team lost to the Jets, this team being the Titans. You never know. Like Things could go ebb and flow to a league. And they have a really tough slate of games coming up, and Indy's defense is really strong. But we have, obviously they have a sizable have. We have the Colts at 8-1 to one to win the South. We've got the Titans at minus 2,000. So com- by, for comparison's sake, that's the same pricing we have on the AFC East, where we have Buffalo minus 2,000, New England 8-1, to one, same pricing. So it's no, they're not dead. Uh, you're, you're right. But I, I think realistically they had to win the game on Sunday, and they didn't. Totally. 100%. Realistically. Absolutely. Um, by no means am I saying Indy's going to win. What about Survivor? Are you taking the Colts here? Uh, I think the Colts are a good option if you didn't use them a few weeks ago against Houston. Uh, I, I know a lot of people used them a few weeks ago against against the uh, against the Texans, but if you didn't, they probably are the best option. I I have to think at this point most people have used Buffalo. I would think, right? right. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think Dallas uh, is an option. Is, Dallas is definitely an option, and they get Dak Prescott back. Uh, Denver, they beat Washington, but that doesn't mean anything. Uh, the, the Broncos are. A bit of a mess themselves. They shipped Von Miller to the Rams this week. I actually thought they got a very good return on that trade, by the way, but I digress. Uh, yeah, I think Dallas and and Indianapolis look like really good options if you've already used the Buffalo Bills. The interesting team is actually the Chiefs now that now that Jordan Love is in at quarterback for Aaron Rodgers. But I, I don't know how you trust the Chiefs right now. I, they, I mean, they were lucky to beat the Giants on Monday night. So I, I don't know that you'd really want to go to war with that team. So that's that's my question is is do you like Dallas against a Denver team that's obviously capable defensively limited offensively but they're still ten point favorites with Dak returning and then the Chiefs I I'm so glad I used the Chiefs and survived in advance I don't want to like deal with that anymore I'm done mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about that game with Jordan Love obviously a significant line move I think it's too high I think it closes seven or lower. And I think the Packers are even live. And I like my favorite play, a little tease ahead to uh, Bonanza, is going to be the team total. Well, we, we had some betters that agree with you because we, we reopened the game 7.5 yesterday morning when the word came out that, that Rodgers had tested positive for COVID and wasn't going to play in this game. And we had a sharp player at the Superbook in Colorado took that 7.5 and, and moved us down to 7 immediately. So, and even, when, even though a lot of the market in Nevada is at 7.5 right now, we still use seven on the super contest line. We were shading it that way because we think the number is going to come down. And, I, and I, I completely agree with your assessment. I still think the Packers are alive here. Short, uh, short week for Kansas City. Four extra days for, for Green Bay here. They played the previous Thursday. 
Kansas City played on Monday night, and the Chiefs just don't look like a very good team right now. Right. And we don't know exactly what to make of Jordan Love, but Kansas City hasn't played well really against anybody other than whatever Washington is right now, which is just a bunch of nonsense. So it's hard to trust the Chiefs laying a big number, even against a backup QB. And Green Bay does have a lot of other good pieces on their roster, although certainly Rodgers, it all runs through Rodgers. I get that, but it's not like the rest of the Packers roster is completely incompetent. I've said this time and time again. Not that Love did this last week, but don't forget, a quarterback that gets a full week of reps and practice is going to look a lot better than one that is inserted mid-game and, and caught off guard. I agree. And he's the been entire in the, game he's, plan is implemented, and he's been in the system, too. He needs, he's not a rookie. Yeah. Exactly. He, why do you think the Packers reached out and, and, and brought in Blake Bortles? Because to, to he's been in the system. Right. You know, these, these coaches want somebody that knows the offense, knows the system. It's almost impossible to just come in off the street and play quarterback in the NFL. No one could do that. But Jordan Love, he's been in practice. He's been learning from Rodgers this whole time. I, I'd be surprised if he went out there and just looked completely clueless. This is a guy that a very smart organization traded up for to select in the first round. He's been working with their coaching staff now for, like, what, a year and a half, two years. I'm not saying he's going to go in there and look like Patrick Mahomes, but I, I would be surprised if he went in there and just looked completely clueless. I don't think that's going to happen. And Tim Hasselbeck brought up a good point. Remember, Rodgers was away from the team for so long in the offseason. Jordan Love got a lot of reps then, not just in preseason. Right, that's a great point. And yeah. things like that. And and for those that are still scared of the Chiefs, and look, they might cover. They're going to cover some games down the rest of the way. That's fine. There's you know 10 weeks left. But let me just tell you who they've beaten this year. Washington, Giants, Eagles, <laughs> and the Browns at home where they had to come back from 10 down, and Mahomes was amazing. So yeah, they've beaten they were three NFC East yeah. teams that are bad, not even Dallas, uh, the three bad ones, and then they only covered – one of those games, two of those games. Excuse me, they covered Washington and the Eagles. No, oh, I know. I mean, you could you could argue that they should have beat Baltimore, but the fact is that they, they should have. No, that that and game that ba- actually that was probably their best game this year. To be honest, that, ba- that Baltimore game was a long time ago. I think that was week two, if two. I remember correctly. Yep. Week two. They're, the last few weeks that they they had that blowout loss to the Titans. They barely escaped against the Giants. I know they beat Washington. That doesn't count. They 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 got crushed by Buffalo at home on Sunday Night Football. They've had some really poor efforts the last few weeks. Let's keep it with the quarterback theme. Jameis Winston is out now for New Orleans. Very sad for both of us and really all NFL fans. I don't want to make light of it, but you and I are big Jameis guys. But Trevor Simeon, so this line's now six, six and a half at home to Atlanta. Any, um, I don't know, difference between Simeon and Winston here with the line? Yeah, yeah, Simeon looked fairly competent when he went in in the second half of that game. I don't, I don't know that there's a big drop-off, really, uh, between uh, going from Jameis to Trevor Simeon. Jameis wasn't somebody that was the key figure on that team as much as you and I both like him. I mean, the Saints are more about their defense and the play calling with Sean Payton. So I, I don't know that it's, it shouldn't really be a cause for panic if you're a New Orleans fan. I, I don't think it's going to be that significant of a difference. I mean, we had our look-ahead number last week uh, just a little bit lower than this. So it, it really really not, not a big adjustment there when you talk about going from Winston to Simeon. Um, really questionable play calling at the end of that game. But I give the Saints credit for at least being aggressive. But they did not burn clock, but the defense bailed them out. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. The Saints defense is definitely legitimate. Let's go to another quarterback development. Tyrod Taylor announced today will start, according to Adam Schefter, 
for the Houston Texans, who are in Miami. This line's trickled down a little bit. Now, the Dolphins were a little bit of a chic survivor play this week, but could still be the case, but this line's now five and a half-ish. Yeah, well, if you're going to use the Dolphins, you're going to have to do it this this week against Houston. Even with Taylor back in there, Houston's still probably the worst team in the NFL right now. So it, it says a lot about about how bad Houston is that Miami was ever laying seven, six and a half points to anybody. Miami is awful in their own right. But right now, Miami's a five and a half point favorite at the Superbook. A little bit of an adjustment. We we knew at the beginning of the week that there was a chance Taylor was going to play. It's already baked into the number. Once it's confirmed, you see the line drop just a touch to a Miami minus five and a half. And Taylor's not much of a player at this point in his career. He can't stay healthy. But just about anything would be an upgrade over Davis Mills. So you've you got to give them a little bit of an adjustment there. Yeah, Mills was terrible. He really was just terrible. Yeah, he just can't. Not everybody gets to be an NFL quarterback. You know, he just he's not – that guy is not an NFL player. It's, and he was also in an absolutely horrible situation. So you just talk about being set up for failure. Yeah, no kidding. Um, gosh. He was really, really bad. All right. Any other quarterback um, scenarios am I looking at? What about the Cincinnati? Let's go to the Cincinnati and Cleveland game. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is under three. Cleveland's had some hoopla with Odell Beckham Jr. now, and we think Mayfield's playing still, even though he's been banged up, missed one game. Uh, Cincy off the loss. I-, I lean Cincy here. Well, definitely some questions about Cincinnati defensively after what happened on Sunday. I mean, we talked about it earlier, but they, their defense got just carved up by Mike White and the Jets. Even when they went up by 11 with about five or six minutes left in the fourth quarter, they allowed Mike White to just go right down the field and score a touchdown to keep the Jets in that game. The Browns' offense has been awful, but you got to think that they, they should be able to have some success against the Bengals' defense here if they don't. Uh, their season's over. Uh, very, very critical game in the AFC North. These teams need to keep up with Baltimore in that division. They both really need this game if they want to stay in that division race. And uh, a critical swing game in the morning. Most of the money here is on the Bengals. It's about three to one tickets on Cincinnati. Okay, so that's a big live. What is going to be your biggest uh, need for the day? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hard to say. Uh, I, I think it'll probably, well, you know what? It'll probably end up being the Titans. Once you see everything get graded throughout the day, it'll roll into the Rams on Sunday night football. That would be my guess. Here at the Superbook in Nevada, of course, we're going to be flooded with Raiders bets. We've already got an extremely lopsided take account on that game. We need mm-hmm. the Giants in that one. The other one that, that so far has been very, very one-sided is in the afternoon. Everybody's on the Chargers. They're at Philadelphia. We did have a very sharp group take Philadelphia plus three early in the week, but right now it's down to one and a half, and everybody's on the Chargers. And the ticket count isn't quite as high because the game was off for a little while yesterday, but the public is all over Arizona. They play on Sunday afternoon against the 49ers. So that's, the, say, other, that's the other quarterback game I wanted to get into. How are you guys approaching yeah. this with the uncertain status of Kyler Murray? 
Well, we, 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 we closed the game yesterday for a while. We did not have wagering on that game. Kyler Murray is such an impactful player for the Cardinals. We needed to know, is he going to play or not? We, we weren't really comfortable taking bets early in the week on that game, not knowing if he was going to play. It, it, that's something we can talk about. Like, If it had been Sunday and he was listed as questionable, we wouldn't want to have the game off the board on a Sunday. There's too many people in town betting, and we feel like that would be a disservice to our guests. But because it was a Wednesday morning, we felt it was okay to have the betting off. We did turn it back on when we felt confident that Murray was going to play, and right now we have it as a, as a pick 'em. Uh, it's it's all Arizona money. So so San Francisco, Philadelphia, those will be the two big needs in the afternoon. Denver will be a pretty big need in the morning, I'm sure. Uh, you know that Dallas is going to be in a lot of money line parlay. Oh yeah. And then every everything's going to roll into the Rams. You know the, the Titans have been through this big stretch of really tough games. Now they've got to go on the road at the Rams. No Derrick Henry. Uh, it'd be a lot of parlays closing with L.A. on Sunday night. I think the Rams. New England's another my... one. You know, I, I, I miss one. New England. New England, uh, because, they had that, because they had a very uh, a good win against the Jets two weeks ago, then a great win last Sunday at the Chargers. People are starting to trust them again. They're, they're what's considered by the public a cheap road favorite, and there's a lot of money on the Patriots in the morning. So the, the Patriots are another team we'll be against uh, for sure in the morning. So New England lane three and a half to Carolina. Sam Darnold has a chance to see ghosts again. Do you think he he does? Like, is that is are the Patriots like coming of age now? Are they going to hit like a new gear? Well, that was a very good win on Sunday. Uh, you got to give them agree. a lot of credit for uh, to go out there. They made Justin Herbert look uh, like an average quarterback. So if they can do that to Justin Herbert, who I still consider to be one of the elite players in the league, uh, yeah, I'd be very nervous if I was backing Sam Darnold on Sunday. Uh, for sure. So I, I think um, I can see why the public is all over New England. We had the game New England 320, New England minus 3, minus 120, and we saw a sharp player lay that early in the week. So that's why we're at 3.5 uh, right now on that game. Hmm. Hmm. You mentioned the public's on the Raiders. Uh, very unusual oh, week, yeah. needless to say. I couldn't get involved yeah. in Las Vegas. It's Giants are past for me with everything going on. Well, that's at the Superbook in Nevada. That might not necessarily be a national thing, but here it's all Raiders. It's it's our most one-sided take account of the week. Now this is Thursday morning, but for now that's our biggest, uh, that's our most lopsided game. Uh, another tough week for the Raiders. You know, they just went through that whole thing with John Gruden. Now they've got this situation with Rugs. Uh, terrible, terrible situation, and it's got to be tough for the team to focus and go on the road here and show, play a Giants team that has been on somewhat frisky. Yeah, I mean, I, they lost that game at home with the Bears, right, when the Gruden stuff surfaced on that Friday and distraction mm-hmm. and really focus. I think that's the key. We're not to trivialize and make this about gambling, but you just we're trying to project how a group of people is going to perform. So as much yeah. as I love this interim coach, you have to wonder just how this week could be like a throwaway week almost. It shouldn't be. They shouldn't view it that way because they really, they really need to win a game against a team like the Giants because they're, you know, much like we talked about the AFC North game, they need to keep pace with these other teams in the AFC West. All of a sudden, it looks like the Chiefs are probably going to win a game that was considered a toss-up a few days ago, and the Chargers are still very live in that division as well. So the Raiders really can't afford to lose a game against a team like the Giants and still win that division. Yeah, uh, it just depends if what their capabilities are. It's a really tough ass for a lot of uh, young, yeah. young people to go through all this. Okay, other games. 
Uh, you touched on a few. I want to get to. I want to save Monday night for for the end. Buffalo, Jacksonville. Will you see any action here? Buffalo, fifteen point favorites. You you will, but I, honestly, I think it'll probably be the least bet game of the week. Uh, either that one or ten or or Houston, Miami. Also, is not going to be a big bet game. But the fact that it's at ten a.m., you've got that big point spread. People don't want to bet Jacksonville, but at the same time, you don't you don't see a huge rush of people looking to lay fourteen and a half points on the road. The Bills kind of slept they didn't really give their best effort let's say that i'll be nice they didn't give their best effort last week against miami they were kind of just on cruise control in that game and they might take a similar approach here where they just try to get the win and get the hell out of there without getting anybody injured okay just to put a bow on sunday night you mentioned that a lot of people will be on the rams i believe one of them what do you think that line closes i know a lot depends on what happens in the afternoon but i feel like seven and a half is very capable of getting to nine easily I think it could go up. I, I think that there is an adjustment off of Derrick Henry being out. I mean, I know we, we always like make jokes about running backs not being that important, but he is the best running back in the NFL for sure. And a lot of what they do offensively runs through him. Um, it's just, it's, I know it's like a cop-out answer, but it's all going to depend on how many of these favorites win during the day. If all the favorites have won and all the parlays running to the Rams are still alive, I wouldn't be shocked if you saw it go up to 8.5 or 9. It's not impossible. Tennessee, at some point, too, you, you got to think they're going to run out of gas. I mean, we, they had that that Buffalo win on Monday night. They blow out the Chiefs. Then they've got a game kind of for all the marbles in their division on the road. They go to overtime in that game and get the win there. And now they've got to go out to L.A. to play the Rams. I mean, at what point are they going to kind of get tired, I guess would be the best way to say it. Uh, they, they keep proving me wrong. I really thought they were going to lose last week to the Colts and – that was a very good win, but at some point I do think they're going to run out of steam here, just like the kind of the Raiders did that in the Chicago game. I mean, I know that everything was about Gruden that week, and I get that, but they had been through a really rough stretch, and they looked like a team that had run out of energy in that game against the Bears, and maybe that could happen to the Titans this week. I'm going to tease the heck out of that game. That thing's going to be teased with like a million other teams. Uh, just what you, for the reasons you oh, said, yeah. this is a tough ass for the Titans. I just want to remind people, we, I've mentioned it a couple times here and there, Tannehill... Since starting in Tennessee, overs are 26-7-1. Now, Derrick Henry was available for those games, so we'll see. But that defense with the, with the explosive potential on offense has just been an over machine. And um, we'll see if it continues now without Derrick Henry, but that's just remarkable run. Oh, yeah, it really is. You've got to give a lot of credit to the Titans. They, they've, it's not like they've had an easy schedule. And, and they continue to get it done. And like we said, they are absolutely in the driver's seat in their division. And maybe that could lead to them taking their foot off the gas a little bit here. Okay, let's go to Monday night. Really low total, all things considered, at 40. Uh, Pittsburgh's a six-and-a-half-point favorite with a 40-point over-under. And I don't trust the Steelers. They're 0-3 ATS as a favorite this year, although Chicago's failed to cover three straight. They're 1-5 ATS as a dog. Um, the under's been seemingly hit in every Fields game. I, this this has like 20 to 10 written all over it. This doesn't look like an attractive football game, does it? I mean, I just I don't I don't think much of either quarterback uh, at all. Certainly don't think much of the Chicago play calling. Very unimaginative vanilla team this season in Chicago. Like seems like they're like that every year basically. But uh, certainly two good defensive teams should be a should be a dog fight type of game. Really not a lot of money on this game yet. We did have one respected account go under 40 and a half, which moved our total to 40. 
Uh, but other than that, there's not a whole lot to report. Very little action on this game. The focus is much more on the Sunday night game and the other games uh, during the day Sunday. I feel like late money will come on the Bears. Uh, I, I can I think see it's too big some of, a of that. I, I can see some of that. People thinking that that point spread is too high just because the total is so low and because the Pittsburgh offense has been so bad. Uh, the only thing I would caution is, is like it's hard to picture the Bears scoring in this game. Like it's hard to picture them scoring points on the road against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh could even theoretically be for some people a survivor play this week just because there's not a lot of big point spreads if you've already used Buffalo. Obviously, if you haven't used Buffalo, there, there you go. But most people, I think, have used the Bills. So if you don't want to use Dallas, I think Pittsburgh could be an option to look at. Although I don't trust Roethlisberger whatsoever. So, so I, I don't know. shaky. Every time he oh, drops man. back to pass, so you just bad. don't know what's going to happen. It's like Carson Wentz-esque. It's not good, and and even last week, I think they won the game fifteen to ten. So I, I don't know that that would have much to do with uh, with Ben Roethlisberger's performance. Insane, insane. Uh, just it's too bad because they were remember they were eleven and zero last year. And it's uh, hard to rem- it's hard to or it's easy to forget that is what I'm trying to say. They were eleven and zero, and they lost to the Redskins on a Monday night on Monday night football. Questionable and, clock clock by the refs and all that at the end of the first half they really uh, so that's all true but the, but a, after that loss they just went on a huge down you know, down trajectory and then awful performance in the wild card game weren't they down like 28 to nothing in that wild card game against cleveland oh my god and, that was like before the first and, kickoff they were down 28 oh it was, it was unbelievable man and then they just have never been the same it really is hard to 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 think that they were at one point they were they were 11 and 0 last year and looked like they were going to be the one seed in the AFC and they're they're jockeying with Kansas City for home field advantage and now the following November we're talking about them as a team that wins games 15 to 10 it's crazy still a very good defensive team though don't take anything away from Pittsburgh they are a very good defensive team that's how they were able to beat Buffalo week 1 and that's how I think they will be able to stay in the playoff race till the end because their defense is so good but they, if they, even if they were to get into the postseason, they wouldn't be able to do anything once they got there. Not with this offense they have right now. Okay, let's get to the bonanza. It's time for Baby Bankroll Bonanza. Love, love the game show music. It is just perfect fit for the bonanza. All right, Murray, I got there with the uh, with the Saints, right? And uh, you came back to earth a little bit as well. Yeah, I, I really did like Indianapolis last week. Uh, not 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 my week last week. I also had a play of on on the Vikings, which lost as well. So it just wasn't last Sunday wasn't my day personally. The book did very well, but I'm more concerned about my own personal uh, day. So I was very upset after last Sunday. Not Fair a good day <laughs> he said you're not faring well with the Treasure Island sports book bets, the the fictitious bets there. So. <laughs> you may not yeah, want to go the back fake, there. The, the fake money bet. Uh yeah, yeah that was uh, that was disappointing to lose to lose the Colts and the Vikings last Sunday was I thought a little harsh, but no one ever said it was easy to bet money on the NFL. It's an extremely hard thing to be successful at. No, that was a quite the one-two combo for you there. Okay. Uh <laughs> 
Should I mix things up and go on the tee box myself? Yeah, go ahead. Hey, if you, if you saw my tee shot on one on Tuesday, I played the country club. My tee shot on one was just an absolute disaster. I, I couldn't even believe it. I stood there for like five seconds afterwards, like, what the hell just happened? You gotta, you gotta I should never be in that. Uh, oh, I did. Come on. I, I had somebody throw me a ball out of the cart within two seconds. Give me another ball. Uh, I shouldn't be in the tee box ever, so I'll, I'll give it to you. All right. All right. So the overall right now, you're plus 1,600 on the year, and I'm in the black at plus 250. So I've, I've scratched okay. and crawled back. Uh, I'm happy to be there. So I'm going to go Rams team total over 30 and a half. That's going to be my uh, top play, a dime. We'll do a dime there. At, uh, we'll do minus 110 because I'll assume the minus 110 is out there. I can live with that. Uh this week, really all I see on the board that I like, I do like Green Bay. I, I, do, I, I do think it's an, a bit of an overreaction. Uh, there's plenty of 7.5 out there. I see a number of books in Nevada. I won't name them, but I can assure you they all would allow me to bet 1,000 fake dollars. So I'll go Green Bay plus 7.5 for 1,000. And that's it for me right now. I, I know there, there's some sharp money on the Jets tonight, but I don't really want to get behind that one. Um, there's not a whole lot else that really catches my eye right now. I'll just go with Green Bay. All right, so I'll take the team total over in the Packers game at 19.5 minus 15. I'll do a dime on that as well. I believe in Jordan Love and company. And, uh, I mean, I'm probably getting too cute because, you know, they can lose 20 to 14. Like, there is a scenario where they cover but don't go over their team total. The Jets, excuse me, the Chiefs' offense has been shaky. We've established that. But there's also a chance mm-hmm. they lose 30 to 20. So I think it's more likely that they lose 30 to 20 then they lose 20 to 14 meaning like they cover but don't go over the team total kind of thing so i'm going to i'm going to focus saying, on, you, you think i'm going to isolate the team think total because i think that's a better chance to win you think it's more likely that if 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 green bay doesn't cover it's because their offense or it's because their defense failed them than their offense is what well, you're against saying. the chiefs you think it'd be, it'd be, I mean, and i think it's a Kansas ridiculously low team total right i think the team total okay. is too low like i think case i think i think jordan love and the offense will be fine against this defense like I think they'll get. I think so points. as well. Yeah, and I think Hasselback made a great point about uh, him getting all the first team reps while Rodgers was off doing whatever it was he did in the off season. I, I think that's a that's a good point. So you got to have you got to have some confidence in the organ. The Green Bay organization has proven to be smart for a long time, and I, I'm I'm not quite ready to. I'm not ready to write off Jordan Love. If somebody in that organization saw something in him. To, to move up in the first round and draft him, I, I got to think there's something there. Okay. All right. All right, Mr. Executive Director, thanks for the insight as always. And uh, by the way, nice to see you guys get back in the win column, the, the house, right? We were worried about you. <laughs> nice to see you yeah, get, get, we, get it back. We were, we were going to win an absolute ton on Sunday. When I left work Sunday night, I thought we were going to have this huge day because we were big winners on the Braves in the future book. And if you remember, game five, they were up four to nothing. In game five, and then I also when I left work, the Vikings were up about I think ten to three. So I thought we were gonna I thought we were gonna grade the future book for baseball and win big on the Vikings game, and it would have been maybe our best day ever outside of a Super Bowl. Uh, the, the night games did not go our way. I'm still mad at that Mike Zimmer, but we got all the Braves money on Tuesday, so we're okay. All right, my man, good stuff. Uh, I was worried about you guys, so I'm glad to he- glad to hear you. <laughs> You're okay. You're okay. Uh, we will uh, connect later on. Best of luck this weekend. Thank you, sir. Same to you. This has been Baby Bankroll Bonanza.
So that's going to do it for this edition of the Daily Wager Extra podcast. Thanks to everyone for all the uh, downloading, rating, reviewing, subscribing. really helps us with the metrics. Don't forget the weekday conventional 10-minute or less podcast uh, Daily Wager. And then we also have the Daily Wager Overtime one with Anita and Tyler. So we got a little bit of everything, and then I can do that one with Mackenzie Kramer on Sunday night. So a lot of content here in the podcast form for you, and uh, obviously a ton on TV, which we will see you later at 6 Eastern on ESPN2. Mm-hmm.